You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for your support of The Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Today, joining me in studio, we get to check in with one of our missionaries. These are fun conversations we get to have to hear about the great work being done uh, on various mission fields around the world. And joining me in studio is Jamie Lynn Tinky Flores. You have a new last name. I do. Which is very exciting. It's great to be here. (laughs) So um, share, first of all, share with us where you serve um, and what what role you have. And we'll dig into that a little bit because I know you have some pretty exciting things going on. Yeah, um, I live and serve in the Dominican Republic alongside um, the LCMS um, regional team for Latin America and the Caribbean. That's where we have our head office. Um, so I've been living and serving there for five years now. I'm My anniversary of my field deployment is um, just coming up next week, so celebrating five years. Um, and I'm a nurse by vocation, um, profession, and been serving as a missionary, first as a geo-missionary when I deployed in 2017. Um, and I served in missionary care, human care, um, and then when I transitioned to career, um, I'm now in front of life ministry in Latin America. Um, and so we're excited about how God's going to work through that for our missions and our partner churches around Latin America. Yeah, that's really exciting. And I want to get to that. Yeah. Um, but first, what was that trans- transition like uh, being a, a geo missionary transitioning to being a career missionary? Yeah, a little bit of a leap of faith moment. Um, I went down um, in 2000. I started, became a missionary, hired 2016 um, with a two-year commitment and, and was deployed after support raising um, in 2017 in January. And um, two-year commitment, going to head back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and, you know, continue life. I was newly graduated from college. Mm-hmm. Um, when that two-year mark started looming, I had some conversations with my regional director, Pastor Cray, and um, we added a year to that, which <laughs> geos can do sometimes. They can kind of add it because I wasn't I wasn't quite ready um, and I wanted to continue serving. But at that time, wasn't ready to kind of commit to mm-hmm. to me felt like a big commitment to be career missionary with that, you know, not a deadline. Mm-hmm. You know, you're serving and this is your life. Um, and then. As that year quickly passed, because you got to have these conversations six months out, mm-hmm. um, prayed a lot about it, spoke with a lot of my missionary co-workers, um, mentors, people I trust. And um, yeah, I went for it. And here I am. <laughs> um, don't regret it for a second. Um, God's done some really cool things um, through his people in my life over that time. Um, because I stayed, I met my husband, Raphael. Mm-hmm who came as a student to our seminary in the Dominican Republic. We've been married for over a year now um, and are just really thankful that God um, brought us together and um, we're serving him together now. So Yeah, that is that is really cool. Uh, a very awesome story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in your training as a nurse, what, what are some of the things that you would do on the field um, just from from that perspective of having that the background as as a nurse with the the health yeah. uh, information, what kinds of things are, do you do on the field with that? Yeah, um, basically anything and everything that someone is going through, they're like, oh, let's call Jamie Lynn 
And now Terza, <laughs> we have another nurse on our regional team. Mm-hmm. And so we get called in. Um, my favorites are when a pastor just sends a WhatsApp message or calls and I get to go out on a visit with him to a member or a community member who's sick or had an accident or something. And we can just um, do kind of a co-visit together. That's that's really I'd love those um, because it's kind of the epitome of what we do in caring for people in body and soul. And we get to um, be with the pastor and do spiritual care and then. Um, I usually just come in with a few questions and ask what happened, if the family is willing to talk about it. And we sometimes are able to support them in recovery or um, kind of uh, advocate for them at the healthcare level. Sometimes they just need someone. Sometimes you just need someone to walk alongside you mm-hmm. through doctor's visits and things like that. And then on the missionary side, the same thing. Um, a lot of advocating for our missionaries um, in a variety of medical situations um some emergent and some just you know my kids has these symptoms do i need to go in Mm because i know what the healthcare system's like and i don't really (laughs) want to sit and wait for a doctor for a day you know yeah um and sometimes advocating like yeah this needs to this needs to be looked at or we sometimes we can deal with it um kind of at home so yeah what is the healthcare system like in the Dominican Republic for the people that live there and for the missionary teams that are serving there yeah um so there is a public healthcare system where um your average dominican can walk in and get care um but the the waiting times and wait lists are pretty long and there's also a private section um sector where most people who are working a 9 to 5 job have a health insurance they can access the private healthcare um, but still to that, there's just some, from our U.S. perspective, you call and you make an appointment, you go in and the doctor's ready to see you. And mm-hmm. it's more of a come, first come, first serve. You get on a list. Um, so then you're waiting for the doctor to get to your name kind of on the list mm-hmm. um, and other things like that. Um, thankfully, we have access to um, good good medicine um, and care. Um, but there is um, a need to advocate from the patient's perspective a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, and so if you aren't really understanding what's happening to you, that's kind of where we come in is we explain, like, this is the illness or whatever, and this is what maybe we can advocate for. Here's a few questions you can ask when you go in. Those kind of things help kind of bolster someone up, give them a little bit of confidence to talk, um, have mm-hmm. more of a conversation with the doctor when, they, when they're able to see him. Yeah. What is... Uh... What is health education like? I mean, I know I know what what I had to go through <laughs> yeah. in health class in high school, which you know may or may not be super helpful. But uh, what kind of level of health education is there with the people that you serve? At the local school level, it's it's quite minimal, um, like curriculum wise. Um, but depending on the school, again, there's a private and mm-hmm. a public sector. Um, one of our um, newest members in our mission in Pueblo Nuevo in Santiago, his wife is a PE and health teacher at mm-hmm. one of the local Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to her a little bit and I was I was quite impressed with the with the amount of information and depth that she goes into with um, her elementary kids. Um, they are getting a good education um, in that school. So mm-hmm. um, but I work also when we visit maybe adults in the community, we got to kind of go back to basics and um, talk a little bit about how this body system works. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're willing to listen to me, I'll talk to them about it. Um, but I try not to push it on them, but <laughs> ask questions and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then one of the ways that um, hopefully moving forward, Terza as well this year, um, I've been able to, in one of our new mission plants, do like health education alongside a devotion time mm-hmm. as kind of an activity to get 
gather interest and contacts so then we can go out and visit them in their homes and that kind of stuff. So sometimes it plays hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all, you know, what Jesus did in his ministry <laughs> when he um, was healing people. He wasn't, but he wasn't just focused on their body. He also was caring for them, forgiving them, caring for their souls. So mm-hmm. we, we do both too on the mission field. Yeah. How do you see that playing out? Uh, because you kind of have a, a, a foot in both of those arenas how does that play out then when you're able to do both the body but the 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 spiritual care and the physical care hand in hand yeah i mean that's basically the dream job right (laughs) so when i was like going through nursing school um i was able to travel with a research team to nicaragua every year and we would do um, pop-up clinics alongside local health professionals um we did a research Um, project in a community um, about lung health but I always felt like there was something missing I'm like we're not we weren't talking about Jesus Mm -hmm. that wasn't really the purpose of why we were there but Mm -hmm. it felt like it was missing yeah Um, and so that got me interested in kind of the cross-cultural and really really encouraged me to start learning my Spanish I really didn't until I got Dominican but that's another (laughs) story for another time I can speak it now Um, but uh when the opportunity came that there would be opportunity to do both of those things hand in hand, um, it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's why we're here. Um, and now I'm going through the distance program um, for the Deaconess program at Concordia um, in Fort Wayne. And it's just kind of deepening that foundation and those roots so I can do that even better. Mm-hmm. Um, I explained it one time because someone was like, you know, why are you doing the program and why are you studying? And I'm like, well, we have this foundation, you know, I grew up in the church, foundation of faith, um, learning of the scriptures. And I feel like it's just kind of filling in those gaps mm-hmm. so that my foundation's even stronger. And so when the opportunities arise, um, my tongue is loosened and I'm able to <laughs> speak those words and share share the, the word of God even quicker now. Um, and, you know just have that confession of faith even stronger. I'm excited about it. Yeah. What difference do you see then when, when you're able to provide the physical care that the, that these the people obviously need, but then when you're able to also share the gospel, what, what difference does that make for those people that you're able to, to talk with? It's, it's a lightening of heart or the hope um, that the suffering is going to end someday. We can share mm-hmm. that um, we have something even greater than medicine in Jesus. And this life is hard. <laughs> and <we've, laughs> I see a lot. I mean, you mm-hmm. see a lot of suffering. Um, but there's just hope that it will end. And we have hope in this life, too, in, the, in these bodies that we were given. We can be thankful for them um, and use them to God's glory. Um, but being able to invite people to church after meeting them or um, sharing the gospel in their homes um, on the porch or at the bedside, um, that brings a hope that and otherwise we couldn't give, right? Right, exactly, yes. We need to take a quick break, uh, but we will be right back. I, I have more questions for you, <laughs> Jamie Lynn, uh, especially your work, uh, your, your work going forward with Life Ministry. Very, very interesting to me. So we will uh, be right back. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, 
to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I have missionary Jamie Lintinky Flores in studio with me. We're talking about uh, your service in the Dominican Republic, uh, doing all things health ministry and life ministry moving forward, which I'm I'm really excited to talk about. Um, I want to kind of lay the lay the landscape though. What is what is the need for life ministry in the Dominican Republic and also? Um, the the larger Latin American Caribbean region because those I know those yeah. are are two different things. Yeah, um, yeah, we're looking we're looking initially really really broad and generally around our region and where the needs are and what the needs are because um, they're not the same country to country mm-hmm. and it's really hard to generalize like this is the need right. with a lot of things because all of our countries are so different um, in their history and where they are today. Um, we have big big countries that are light years ahead of some of our other countries who are still kind of back in um, in that, quote, Catholic culture mm-hmm. from maybe 50 years ago. And then we have countries um, in South America, like Uruguay, um, the most secular country um, in the Western Hemisphere, mm-hmm. um, Argentina, Brazil, those, they're... They're way ahead in terms of ideals and culture heading down the path. They're already down the path. Um, But in Central America, the Caribbean um, and the northern parts of South America, we have countries who are literally just now in the last year, five years and today um, facing questions um, as countries in their legislature about legalizing abortion, Mm -hmm. um, about defining marriage what is marriage and across the region um the brokenness of families and homes is just widespread and prevalent um and the needs are there um the opportunity i guess (laughs) is there for the lutheran churches in those places to speak um the gospel into those situations um bring the light of jesus christ um and bring it to the life arena in those areas to speak up for life Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the task in front of us. <laughs> it's, um, it's daunting when we look at it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided when, um, the conversations were being had, I was transitioning to a career missionary position. We were bringing Terza on as a second nurse and we were looking to expand some of the health education opportunities and life got brought to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really interested in it. And I was like, what is what does that mean? Where are we? And so we just started asking questions. Um, I'm still to this day learning um, and still have churches and pastors to talk to and um, where what are the needs. But we're starting with um, resources, the gathering of resources. Um, Deaconess Tiffany Manor and LCMS Life Ministry has been vital to this. Mm-hmm. Um, life, LCMS Life Ministry is not just national, but they have... Um, they have and they continue to support um, work on an international level. And so I'm kind of Tiffany's person in Latin America, and we meet on a regular basis um, because she 
is collecting the resources too and making <laughs> the connections as well. And so I'm per- the person at the table who raises her hand and is like, what about that in Spanish? Or, <laughs> you know, international stuff. Like I'm that person that's always just kind of tapping the shoulder of LCMS Life Ministry and saying, um, we need resources too. We are creating resources. Um, we're ha- we have a list of resources we're translating. And then um, the hope is this year, this calendar year, um, to get some pastors on board, um, Latino pastors, to begin writing um, devotions, Bible studies, um, resources from the Latino perspective, wherever they are in Latin America. Um, I'm looking for people to um, be writing from their perspective to them and to the churches. So I'm taking it kind of one one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And when I get overwhelmed by the, <laughs> the, 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 the big area we're serving here, um, we just take it a step back and focus on one one type of resource and one one place. And um, at the end of the day, I hope um, it'll be a library of resources for our Spanish speakers and um, practical workshops where people can sit around a table and have conversations about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Latin American Lutheran Church um, needs to learn how to verbalize um, what we believe about life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're going to do. Yeah, it's... It's so exciting to hear uh, about all of that work. Very, very important work that you're going to be able to do, which is, it's really great. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a huge project and, and the LAC region is gigantic yeah. um, and, and different needs across different areas of the region. Yeah. Um, but that is, it is really, really great work. What are some of the, the resources that, do you know some of the resources that, that are currently available um, anything that the churches are currently using, or yeah. So um, last year we produced a little booklet. Um, there, it involved three devotions and about five or six, maybe seven. Don't quote me on that. Articles <laughs> and the booklet was called Una Vida Abundante or uh, an Abundant Life, which was based on John ten, um, where Jesus says, um, "I have come that they may have life and that they have it in abundance." Um, and that booklet kind of became like our theme. And we're calling life ministry in LAC Una Vida Proyecto Vida Abundante, which is Abundant Life Project. So someone has, people have something to grab onto. Mm-hmm. Um, life ministry translates to Spanish Ministerio de la Vida. And the word ministry and ministerio is m- most likely around the region connected to government work. Uh-huh. Um, so we have a ministry of health and we yeah. have a ministry of this. And that's also not a generalization across Latin America, but but the majority. And so um, that just felt a little governmental. Yeah. And we're the church. So yeah. we decided to switch it up. Um, it's still it's still life ministry. Um, we're calling it the project um, Abundant Life. And um, it's another avenue for our pastors, our missionaries, um, our people in the pews around Latin America, the chairs, whatever they're using, <laughs> to um, share the gospel Mm-hmm. in that arena and about those things when the conversations come up because they're talking about it. Yeah. And so as a Lutheran in Latin America, how do I respond in those conversations? And so we're hoping to have practical workshops um, and little bite-sized things that we can hold on to and read and be able to then speak, um, give the vocabulary. Yeah. Just in your experience in the Dominican Republic and, and just and the, the people that, that you know and the conversations that you've had, um, what 
what are have your experiences been in talking about life yeah. issues and and seeing what the state of of those things are just in the the places where you've been? Yeah. Um, well, we talk about we talk about families a lot. Um, the mission. I mean, the team is talking about the brokenness of families or um, the struggles of families and um, the multiple families and kind of the disrespect for marriage in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And now the conversation is looking like um, around Latin America, our our birth rates are also dropping. Mm -hmm. Families are becoming really small or people are not having children. Um, and so we're also looking to advocate for life in that arena of, you know, God blesses us with children yeah. and he He gives us children and it's a blessing to be thankful for. Um, I remember, I'll tell this story, when um, I went with a, um, one of their seminary wives was having a baby a few years ago and I went with her to the OB um, kind of as that advocate I talked about mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And... Um, she was looking for an OB to help to deliver the baby because they had come to the Dominican and she was pregnant. So she didn't have a doctor yet. And we were looking for a doctor quickly because, you know, mm-hmm. baby's yeah. coming. Yeah. <laughs> and the doctor, the first one we visited, who ended up not being her physician, <laughs> said, oh, this is your second baby. So we'll do a C-section and, and we'll tie your tubes at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just that. Well, to me, it wasn't subtle, but to <laughs> someone else, it might have been that subtle assumption that, like, you don't, don't want any more children, choose mm-hmm. the limit. Yeah. Um, and I was very surprised um, in the Dominican culture, out on the street or in our churches, we don't hear that. But to hear that from a medical professional was um, a bit shocking. And mm-hmm. surprisingly enough, we found a different doctor. And... Um, it, it comes back to also that advocating in the doctor's office, which is why I'm very adamant about it. Mm-hmm. Health education. Um, I'm very interested in getting a curriculum together or helping um, start some women's health um, women's health education. So people, when you understand what, what's happening in your body or mm-hmm. how your body works in any illness, you're able to advocate for yourself better. Oh, yeah. Um, and so if we can combine that with also... Um, Bible studies, devotions about um, Jesus and his the life he brings to us and the gift of life that we have here on earth until we head home to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really interested in kind of bringing that all together yeah. um, as a package. So, Yeah. Very important work. Yeah. Very important things uh, to be able to help people live, live these lives that we've been given. Yeah. So life ministry is a huge thing for you. Um, What's what's on the horizon for you and your husband? Uh, what fourth year seminarian? Yeah, so my husband, God willing, will graduate this May from our um, seminary in the Dominican Republic, um, and God willing and visa <laughs> permitting, we'll be making a move um, to serve alongside the Lutheran Church in Chile um, later this year. Um, I'll continue to do this work um, at a regional level, just like I do from the Dominican Republic. Um, but instead of then supporting the Dominican church on the ground, we'll be actively supporting um, the church in Chile. Um, and God willing, he'll complete his vicarage and be ordained as a pastor in the 
Lutheran Church in Chile. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're looking forward to that. We covet prayers for that transition. <laughs> and um, he's Venezuelan. I'm from the United States. So our paperwork is always fun. Oh, yeah. Um, and so uh, any any prayers for clearing paths of uh, paperwork is always always coveted on our from our side. Yeah. Um, but we're looking forward to it and um, trusting God in the transition. It'll be hard to say goodbye to people in the Dominican Republic, but... Um, that's really the life of the church, and that's what the gospel does. It brings people together, and it sends them out. And we're going to say goodbye and see you see you again and head off to serve in the Lutheran Church in Chile. Yeah, because both of you have been in the DR for, what, he's he's been there for four years, I suppose? He, um, he's been there for three. Okay. He came in with, um, he studied a little bit in Venezuela. Ah. Um, so he came in with some credits. So mm-hmm. he got to kind of cut his time down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we both have created a lot of relationships there and mm-hmm. friends and, um, really enjoyed our time and it'll, it'll be hard to say goodbye, Yeah. but, um, we're going to, you know, move forward in faith. So, yeah. What are you, what are you looking forward to in this next chapter that's on the horizon for, One, for you guys? Yeah. <laughs> One like superficial thing is I'm a little <laughs> excited to have like seasons again, oh, even though they'll yeah. be like opposite from uh-huh. North America, my childhood. Yeah. But um, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm <laughs> also fair. excited to, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm excited to, to meet people and um, get to know, I think I have to learn some new words because they oh, have different yes. slang. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I think this transition will be, will, will be much different than my transition to the Dominican because I, I can speak Spanish. So mm-hmm. even though I'm not speaking like their Spanish, they're, I'll be able to be understood, which was hard yeah. when you can't be understood. Um, and so, yeah, looking forward to seeing what God has in store for us there. Awesome. Where can people follow your story, uh, follow you on, on social or, or any of those platforms if people want to know more about you and, and learn how to support your work? Yeah. So um, the lcms.org backslash Tinky is still where our prayer page is. My email is there if you want to find it. Um, I'm available on Facebook and Instagram at Jamie Lynn Tinky Flores. Um, on Instagram, it's at Jamie Lynn Ruth, which is my middle name. And from there, um, I have kind of like a link tree where you can find email and all that, a couple other things. So Awesome. Well, uh, this has been super fun. It went really fast. Uh, I'm, I love following your work, uh, knowing what you're doing, and uh, lots of prayers for what you're going to be doing uh, still in the DR and Thank then you. in Chile wonderful work. Thanks so much for joining me in studio today. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Don't, 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 don't.